Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, usually only about 13, 14 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on our spiritual life and upon our relationship with God. It also helps keep us in a better frame of mind, more positive, more spiritual, to deal with all that life throws at us every day. And life throws a lot at us. Well, help people in your life grow in their faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help them to grow in their faith by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. You may help them turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven. Great blessing for them and for you. Make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. And I'm ta- I've titled this, Beware of Drifting. We could change it in the form of a question and ask the question, are you drifting? And that might actually strike home more effectively than just saying, beware of drifting. We might say, are you drifting? What are we talking about? Well, we talked about, by way of illustration, think about a pilot flying a plane over the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean. Now, there's no land bearings that he can look out the window and say, okay, yep, we're where we're supposed to be. I've flown this many times before. I recognize that particular city down there. I can see the lights on. I can see the mountains. I know, I know where we're at. Uh, no, there's, there's no land bearings. You're out in the middle of the ocean. And you might be fly, he might be flying for hours and hours across open water. How does he keep his bearings? How does he, how does he make sure he's going to the destination that he's supposed to be going to? He has a compass. He keeps checking that compass, making sure he's on course. If he stops checking the compass, things can happen. Maybe there'll be wind currents. Maybe, he, maybe there's just going to be some natural effect of the, of the plane drifting a little bit. Now, the same thing is true for the pilot of an ocean-going ship. Again, can't check land bearings. There's nothing. My wife and I were traveling to Hawaii. We were flying over open water for about five hours or so. (laughs) That was an incredibly long time to sit in the seat of an airplane, five hours or so. But now we we learned that once we got to to Hawaii that we were 2,500 miles from land. Well, that's a long way, 2,500 miles. The pilot of that aircraft had to keep his bearings If we had been going by ship, the pilot of that ship would have had to do the same thing because for that distance, if the pilot of either the airplane or the ship was off by just one degree on the compass, just one degree, you might say one degree is nothing, but you're talking about 2,500 miles distance, well, then that airplane or that ship, either one, could miss their destination by maybe 50 or 100 miles or even more by being off just one degree. Now imagine if they were off five degrees, how far they would miss their destination. I've talked about how a marksman sights in his rifle, and let's say he's shooting at a target 100 yards down away, maybe 300 yards away. He has to take into account 
the distance. He has to take into account the wind velocity because there might be a crosswind. And he also needs to take into account the direction. He has to sight his rifle in accurately because if he's off just a little bit, he's going to miss his target, maybe by a whole lot. Well, so we need to be careful of drifting. You think a bullet shot from a rifle at that, at that velocity? Nothing's going to affect it. But, oh, yes, the farther that, that, that bullet has to travel, the less strong is that velocity. The weaker that velocity becomes. Now, also, if there's a crosswind, even a gentle crosswind, it can start to push that that bullet off course a little bit. And if the distance is far enough, he might miss the entire target altogether. Yeah. Drifting. Drifting. In our spiritual life, we need to really be careful to not drift off of God's course for us. His Bible is our compass. It tells us how to stay true on course to God's will for our lives, to the direction, to the roadmap that he's laid out for us. We looked at the technical definition of two words that are used and they're dangerous principles and concepts for us that we need to be steer clear of. The first one is sin. Everybody knows basically what you're talking about when you say sin. But what is the technical definition? Sin is a missing of the mark. Think again about that, that bullet, the marksman fires shooting at a target, and it drifts a little bit off course and misses the target altogether. Think about that airline pilot or that ship at sea pilot not paying attention to the compass, and, and so their vessels drift a little bit off course, and they end up missing their destination by multiple miles. What's the other word? Transgress. And that, again, technically that means to go aside, to go beyond, and basically the same as a missing of the mark, missing of the mark. We looked at Hebrews chapter 2, and here's the warning from the Hebrews writer. And, of course, this is the warning from God. The writer is simply writing God's word. And verse 1 says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed. In other words, pay the more earnest attention to the things we have heard, left lest we drift away. Lest we drift away. You see, in our spiritual lives, God has laid out again the compass for us in the form of his word, the scriptures. We need to give the more earnest heed to what those scriptures teach because it's easy for us to drift away from faithfulness to God, easy for us to drift away from dedication and commitment to God and drift into sin gradually without even realizing we're drifting. I used the illustration of a fellow getting into a, a bass boat, say, but a small shipping vessel, a small fishing boat. And so he goes on to a lake, he goes on to a river, and he positions himself at a particular point, and the fish start biting there. He's casting his line, and he's catching fish. But then all of a sudden he realizes, I haven't caught a fish in quite a while now. What happened? 
he looks up and he notices that his boat has drifted 20 or 30 or 50 yards down shore. He didn't even realize it. It happened gradually, but it happened continually. And before he realized it, he was way away from where the fish were biting. Why? Because he did not have an anchor for his boat to keep the boat in that position. We need to make sure that we follow God's compass. We keep checking it. His word and faith in God and in Christ, they're like anchors for our soul. Now, let's look at this concept. We need to be careful to not drift away from the spiritual course that God has set for us in his word. We need to always be aware of our spiritual direction in our lives because it's easy. If we're not paying close enough attention, it's easy for us to drift into sin or into doctrinal error or outright unfaithfulness, and we haven't even realized we've been drifting for some time. Give the more earnest heed. Pay close attention that you do not drift the Hebrews writer says. Let's think about what the Apostle Paul wrote in the marriage relationship. And you talk about situations in life where there's a lot of drifting that can take place. It's in the marriage relationship. It's classic. Well, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse 22, Paul, the Apostle, lays out some guidelines for husbands and wives. He begins with the wife, and he says, wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. And then he turns to the husband. He says, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. In other words, Christ died for the church And the Apostle Paul, writing God's very word, says, Husbands, you love your wives that much. That if it became necessary, you'd be willing to die for her. And then we drop down to verse 28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. In other words, Paul says, husbands, you need to love and cherish and nurture your, your, your wife and use Christ and his love for the church as an example for how you ought to love and cherish and nurture your wife. Verse 31, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And then verse 32, 33, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. What happens in a whole lot of marriages, both on the part of husbands and wives? They stop paying attention to each other as they should. They stop being as diligent in their relationship to nurture, to love, to cherish, to take care of, to cause their love to stay strong and even grow stronger. They start drifting. They start drifting. And they drift for a while. They, now, it's in, in their mind, it's imperceptible. Oh, yeah, I still love my wife. Oh, yeah, I still love my husband. When was the last time you told her or told him you love them? How much time are you spending together? 
Or how much time are you just taking to yourself? Now, we all need some time to ourselves, but, but we need to put, keep it in proportion. So how much, how much attention are you paying to your wife? How much attention are you paying to your husband? What are your, what's your thought process about your spouse? You see, so many marriages, they end up just drifting apart, and they don't even realize it until they get to a point where they stop and think, what's happened to us? What happened to the man I married? What happened to the woman I married? What happened to that person I love so much that we, we decided we, we didn't want to live without each other? We gave ourselves to each other. We committed ourselves to each other. But now what? The feeling is not the same. The relationship has weakened, and we're, we have drifted farther and farther apart. Now, a lot of times, the couple will say, we've, just, we grow, we've grown apart. They've drifted apart. It didn't happen all at once. It happened gradually, but steadily, until they finally woke up and wondered, what in the world has happened? We need to be aware of drifting. Are you drifting farther and farther away from God? Let's pray. Father, help us to stay the course, to stay firm in our dedication and commitment to you, and to keep walking with you and with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, steadily, all the time. Help us, Father, in this. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.